Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan Cote with the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Today, I have with me Aaron Walker. And this is a special episode for me because Aaron runs the mastermind that I've been part of for the last two years called Iron Sharpens Iron. And this isn't a sales pitch for the mastermind, but I will say that over the last two plus years, it really has given me a lot of growth, both personally and professionally. I'm a huge fan of masterminds, so I'm excited to have Aaron on. Aaron, welcome. Hey, Ryan. Thank you, man, for having me. And thank you for those words of encouragement about uh, the difference in your life in the past two years with the mastermind. You know, it's only because of guys like you that we can do what we do. So thank you for being such an advocate and a great member in Iron Sharpens Iron. Absolutely. So why don't you start off by telling us what you do and then what your interests are? Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Well, I've, uh, I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur. This is my 42nd year being an entrepreneur. You know, I started at 18 years old. We've built 14 businesses over the past four decades. And today I'm a life and business coach. And I always say I'm trying to help ordinary people become extraordinary in all they do, live a life of success and significance. So today we have 20 mastermind groups. We're about to launch our 21st group. We have participants in nine different countries from around the world now, and uh, we just get an opportunity every day to do life with amazing people. So my life is probably more enjoyable today, Ryan, than it has collectively in all the other businesses that I've owned put together. So the reason is because it's transformative to other person's life. It's not just a business that's making me money. So That's a brief overview, a 30,000-foot view of what I get to do each and every day. Is your career more fulfilling now because you are pouring into other people and seeing them grow? And I imagine that's an easy answer, you know, being yes, but... Used to, all the businesses that I've owned are bricks-and-mortar businesses, and uh, they've all been about me. And it's all been about making profit, very profit-motivated, you know, and uh, nobody really cares anything about what you possess or have. But in this business, everyone wants to be around you for what you can offer for that transformational experience that they're looking for. So it's what gets me up every day, right? It's uh, We make money and I enjoy doing that. But seeing the people's life change for the better is the most inspirational to me. And I know you have your family involved in the in the in the business now too, which would be very cool because I'm part of a family family business as well. So I know what that's like. It's good. Brooke is uh, my oldest daughter, and she's the chief operating officer of our company. And then Robin has gotten involved recently, my wife of 40 years. She is one of the facilitators for the women's group today. So the Morning Upgrade podcast is all about personal development, morning routine. So obviously, because of your profession, this is like the perfect topic for you. So I just want to get a sense as to what personal development means to you. What habits do you have? What What is your approach to personal development? I think we all should be in a state of personal and professional development, you know, from the very beginning all the way through to where they lay us out parallel one day and put us six feet under. I don't think we ever stop learning. And I'm a constant student. I even went back to college and did some classes at 40 years old because I wanted to learn different things. I talked to Jeff Hoffman not long ago. He's one of the founders of Priceline. And he spends an inordinate amount of time reading each and every day. Warren Buffett, the third richest guy in the world today, spends eight hours a day reading. And uh, it's not like he needs to make more money, but he wants to grow personally and professionally. And I just think that we need to be a constant student. 
some of the rituals and routines that I go through now is I'm an early riser. I love to get up early. So between four and five o'clock every morning, and I spend the first hour and a half to two hours every day. First and foremost is through prayer. I'm a Christian by faith. And so I spend a lot of time in prayer, meditation, just being quiet and listening. I pray for the people that I coach each and every day because the things that I tell them, they take serious and I want to be sure that I'm giving them sound advice. Pray for every member of my family every day. And I pray for God's leadership in my life to lead view from the top and iron sharpens iron to new heights. And so that entails scripture reading on a daily basis, scripture memorization. For me, it involves oftentimes praise and worship music just to kind of get myself centered for the day. And then after that hour and a half or two hours, I'll get up, shower, and go on about my day. But I think it's important that we not start our day in a mad panic. I think that we need to really get ourselves centered, focus on what is the most prioritized objectives that we want to accomplish, and then go out and tackle the day. And I can't do that if I just get up and hit the ground running. Yeah, I I 100% agree with that. I notice a difference when I start my day off reading emails. I do have a morning routine, but sometimes I slip and I'll get sucked into email and it's like, it just messes me up. You know, there's an out for that. It's called a power button and you just can't turn that thing on until you get through (laughs) with your morning routine. Don't let the email dictate your day, you know, be proactive and really think through what is priority for you in the mornings. And I would just encourage you going forward to just leave that device turned off until you get through with your morning routine. Yeah, that's good advice. You mentioned learning, um, reading books. What's your approach to reading books? I asked you that because recently I started trying something a little bit different where I used to do Audible because I was commuting a lot, which I'm not doing anymore in my home, home office here. And I have Kindle, but the problem with Kindle is convenient. The problem is then, you know, I'm on my phone, which then creates other distractions. So what I've been doing lately is an actual physical book, and then I get a pencil, and then I'll write notes in the book itself. So I feel like it's sort of cementing what I learned. What's your approach to consuming? Well, there's two ways that I do that. First and foremost, my favorite way is uh, with just a book. I love to sit in my chair, have a cup of coffee. It's tangible. It's physical. I can hold it. I can underline. I can write notes in the margin. So that's my favorite way. My least favorite way would be Kindle, simply because of the distraction that the device can create. You can easily flip to a notification and go check email and you know texting and things like that. So that's my least favorite. I've also started doing a lot of Audible on top of the book. Like I'll do the book and then I'll go back and listen to it because I really like it when the author does the Audible because I hear, you know, his voice, his passion, what's really important to him. So, and oftentimes I'll pick up things in Audible that I didn't pick up in the print. And it's the opposite too, though. I'll pick up things in the print that I didn't pick up in the Audible. And so I think you kind of get it best of both worlds. And I also like to do the audible because if I'm hunting or fishing or I'm driving, I'm a very productive person. I want to get multi things accomplished. And so I can do those things all the while doing other tasks that don't require any thought. And so I like audible for that reason as well. Yeah. I love the idea of reading the book and then listening to an audible uh, just to recap what you learned. That's something I'm going to try so, all right. I know you've run, you mentioned this before, and I just know, I know your, your background, but you've run multiple businesses. 
what have you learned about yourself or what tips have you have always start, come to the service running multiple businesses that you could share with us? Yeah, well, one of the things is that it's my first core value is relationships matter most. And in the businesses early on, it was all motivated by profits. And as I started thinking through that, there's nothing wrong with making money. I love to make money and I don't want to take away from that. I just don't want money to be the sole motivator. And when I got a little bit older, you know, I'll be 60 in March. When I'm getting a little bit older, I'm thinking about all the things that have mattered the most throughout my career. And it all points back to relationships. And, you know, you hear those things and you hear old guys like me say those things. And uh, But it's true. And I heard people say it when I was younger. You know, a lot of the guys that I aspired to be like and was around was very successful financially. And invariably, they would say the same thing. They would say there's value in time. You want to be able to have time. But there's also great value in relationships because at the end of the day, that's what it's all around. Is It doesn't matter what business that you have, there's got to be some form of relationship around that. And really, people matter most. And when you take the time to really devote to those friendships and those relationships, it really makes it more meaningful to you. Do you think it's because when you're younger, not that money doesn't matter when you're older, but you're raising a family maybe and your finances are a little more yeah. tight than maybe when you're older? Sure. That's something to do with it? Well, absolutely. I mean, we need money. I mean, that's just the bottom line. And I hate it when people with money go, money's not important. I want to go, you liar. It is important. Let's <laughs> take it away from you and see how important it is. I hate it when people say that because they think it makes them appear to be more noble. When people say, oh, I don't do it for the money, I'll say, well, great, do it for free. And then they'll go, no, I can't really do it for free. Well, then it is about the money. And it's okay for a certain amount of our profession to be about the money. Because, Ryan, you're like me. You like to have a nice home, take a vacation. I like to eat every day. It takes money to do those things. And it's okay. My friend, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, wrote a great book called Thou Shalt Prosper. And it's a fabulous book. And your readers, I mean, your listeners should read that book because it really teaches you the principles of money and what money is about and the value that we place on it. But I just think that we need to focus on multiple things, but money being one of them, it just takes it to live a great life. Plus, people that are broke can't help people financially, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of institutions that need money, a lot of churches that need money. There's great causes all over the world that require a great amount of money. And it's okay to make money to do the things that you want to do for your family, but yet give a lot of money away as well. Yeah, I love that perspective. And we'll link up that book in the show notes. Thanks for sharing that. So Aaron, I've got one last question for you. And then um, you can share how everyone can learn more about you and Iron Sharpens Iron. What's the hardest thing about running your business and what are you doing about it? Yeah, well, I think the hardest thing for me is I'm a very relational person and I want to build deep, intimate relationships with everybody. And that's just not possible when you scale a business. You know, we have almost 200 people now in all the ISI groups and I want to know everybody intimately. I know you, but there's many people in the group that I know them by name, but I don't really know them. I've never had a conversation to any level of degree like I would like to have. There's many guys in the group that I've built relationships with over seven years. And so for me, it's getting myself out of the way and saying, 
hey, do for a few what you wish you could do for everybody, but build the systems and processes around adding great value so that the business goes on not from the sake of an interesting character or not on my reputation or not on me as an individual, but we're building a business around something that adds immense value when I'm dead and gone because I want Iron Sharpens Iron to always be here. I want the legacy of this business to be, hey, relationships matter most, and I want to build relationships with people in it. I could ask you today, Ryan, who is the president of McDonald's? Who is the president of Google? Who is the president of Uber? And most people don't even know. They can tell you the founder, but they don't really know who leads the institution. Well, that's because they've done a good job with systems and processes to serve you well. And that's what we've got to take out of our businesses. And that's what I'm learning to do now. So the hard part for me is getting myself out of the way and allowing the systems and processes to work. How are you learning to do that? Do you have a coach yourself or are there things you're reading? It's constant reading. It is having coaches myself. It's surrounding myself with very competent and capable people. Just because I own this organization doesn't mean I've got all the answers. As we said at the onset of this interview, we've got to stay in constant state of personal and professional development. Things change. Technology changes. You know, 100 years ago, everybody was afraid to do away with the horse and buggy. They said it will ruin the world if we do away with that because what will happen to, you know, the, the buggies and the horse salesmen and what happens with all those people? And so today we have automobiles as a result of it right? It's revolutionized the industry that we have today. It's the same way today. You know, fax machines were popular 35 years ago, and today nobody has a fax machine. I'm just saying technology changes annually now. If we're not staying up to speed, if we're not on the cutting edge of development today, we're going to be left behind. And so that's the reason it's imperative that we stay on the cutting edge ongoing because we're never going to be at a place to where there's not a level of uh, I've arrived or I've reached the pentacle. Uh, we've always got to be striving and always on the cutting edge. Absolutely. I actually have one more question for you. I'm sorry, Eli. Then you can share your share your website. I'm just curious to what you say to this. What's your number one personal development tip? If you can give, if someone said to you, Aaron, I can only do one thing to help with my personal development, only one thing, what would that one thing be? Yeah, I would get better at building relationships faster. A lot of people are timid, they're shy, they're in isolation, and I would go out more, even if I were an introvert, I would practice being an extrovert more and building the relationships faster, because that's going to open more doors for you than anything. Having honest, real relationships will open more doors. Relationships trump everything. It doesn't matter what else it is relationships trump everything. So from a personal development side, I would be all in reading everything that I could, teaching me how to build relationships more solid and faster. And I can attest to that. I am I mean, I can hold the conversation, but I naturally lean more towards being an introvert. I don't get energy from being around a lot of people. So to, for the first ISI, all, you know, the all-ins group, where the, all 150, 200 guys get together, it was the first one was pretty overwhelming. I felt I could definitely feel my my anxiety raising a little bit, but it, it's gotten easier. It's like anything you practice, you get better. Sure. And so it's sure. definitely paid off. Yeah, very good. Well, listen, you had mentioned how you can find me. The easiest way to find me is at viewfromthetop.com. 
And if you're really thinking through masterminds, we would love to have an opportunity to talk to you, whether you're a man or a lady. We have groups for both. If you're wanting to start a mastermind and you're like, I don't even know where to begin, we created a digital program. It's a framework called the mastermindplaybook.com. And you can start a mastermind yourself and then generate a very nice income all the while transforming lives for other people. So yeah, reach out to me on either of those, themastermindplaybook.com or viewfromthetop.com. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, Aaron. Thanks for being on. Really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, Ryan. We'll see you, buddy. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.